Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Comedian's Tea Party with Saeed Eves and this week my guest is El Bordinho, also known as Jason Mannion but his brand is as El Bordinho. Lovely guy, very funny comedy magician. If you've not seen his stuff, go and check it out. We'll do plugs at the end. He's potentially the first guest on the Comedian's Tea Party to have had coronavirus. So exciting possibly there's something that happens i'm just gonna say it now because it's exciting and you want to stick around for it there's something that happens at the end which is possibly the most exciting thing to have ever happened on a podcast so i mean that that might not be true but it's uh, hey it's it's pretty pretty interesting and i'll I'll tell you at the end how it panned out because he, he later told me how it all worked out so stick around for that we have a nice just to just have a nice chat about writing and writing in lockdown and sitcoms and the like and talk a reasonable amount about tea. Turns out Jason is a massive tea lover. He confesses to be a tea belly, which is apparently a northern term for someone such as himself who he, apparently he has 10 cups of tea a day, which I don't see how he's alive. Surely that's deadly, but yeah, so it's a lot of tea. He also starts talking about prison tea, and I'm not entirely certain why, but there you go. It, it sort of fits with the conversation. I actually looked up what prison tea was, and it's a tea that they brewed in Soviet and post-Soviet detention facilities. So apparently it's sort of very strong black tea. So I think that's what he's referring to, but I'm not sure. We also talked briefly about Darjeeling, and I got confused as to whether it is a, a type of plant or a a place and it is a place that grows a type of plant so it seems to grow in other places i don't know but yeah it all it all happens during the most exciting thing that's ever happened on a podcast i forget what a sash window is called so i did i did know but when you listen to it and you think he's an idiot he doesn't know what it, i do know what it is i just forgot i'm i'm human give give, give me a break apologies for the for the little break that we had obviously there's there's been a lot going on, hasn't there? So there's been a sort of... I wanted to respect the silence that a lot of other podcasts were doing in, in line with Black Lives Matter. I, I just thought it was important to, you know, make a stand. Additionally, I've also had a, a lot of writing stuff on and I had an existential crisis. So that was fun. So there's just it's just a busy time. And it, it was good for me to stop for a minute and it, important, I think. Uh, however, I'm back now. And well, I'll, I'll be continuing with episodes. So here's El Baldino for you. I hope you enjoy it. Stick around to the end where there are some plugs and I'll talk about some other things. And enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deves. With me, Cy Deves, and this week my guest is El Baldinho. Hello there. Hi, Cy. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much, yeah. 
Strange times at the moment. It's very strange times. Now, for the listeners, I don't generally refer to people by their name when they're the only person I'm talking to. However, should it come up, El Baldinio's real name is Jason. So, should I call him Jason? That is that is why. Mm. Do you want the, Do you want the episode listed as El Baldinio? Oh yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's that's my my work name. Absolutely. That's your brand. <laughs> So how yeah how are you doing in this uh, in this mad time? Well I'm 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 okay. I've got uh, I'm speaking from home at the moment. I'm obviously been in lockdown since March the seventeenth. Yeah. Um, I actually had a dose of the old lurgy. Did you? Uh, yeah, but they um, say I haven't been tested, of course, because they didn't they didn't test. Yeah. I didn't actually go into hospital, but I I had about seven of the eight. Uh, symptoms, common symptoms. Oh, crikey. So uh, it looks like, uh, it looks like I've had it, yeah. I actually came down with it at a Stuart Lee concert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He, he was playing the Canterbury uh, Marlowe Theatre. Yeah. And uh, myself and my partner went, and um, hardly anyone had turned up because it was the night the government had said, you know, you can't go out. Right, okay. Um, On that Monday? I, yeah, it was that Monday night, yeah. Yeah. So they, they went ahead with the performance, and... Uh, Half of people didn't turn up. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was good fun though because uh, he just did the whole show off the off the on the hoof, really. Like, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was very different. But that was the last contact I had with civilization, really. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a hell of a last contact. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah it was. It was um, something to remember. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh, I've just realised I've got the TV on in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've become Is obsessed. Is it loose women? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I've become Naked obsessed. women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different show. Uh, very similar. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I've, I've become obsessed with um, TV shows where Australians and Kiwis get arrested. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen all, those. Yeah, it's all those. Uh, yeah. It's the TV channel uh, Pick. And it's all just, uh, it's that. And after a certain time in the evening, it all becomes ghost hunt shows like Most Haunted and the like, which oh, is okay. very fun. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sort of get stuck in a groove, don't you, with uh, viewing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's different yeah, people there's... every day, but I just, and they're always getting arrested for the same things, but I love it. I, just, I love these <laughs> people being brought to justice. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the same with uh, Border Force things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. yeah, so after, um, like, it sort of interchanges between uh, police shows and Border Force. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. 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 It's a lot of both. It's really good. Yeah. But it's either it's Border Force America or Canada or New Zealand or Australia. But Yeah, uh... the Canadian one was on earlier. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all the same, aren't they? Oh, pretty much, <laughs> At yeah. the end of the day. But they yeah. just take uh, took a million dollars worth of heroin off the streets on the one I was watching earlier, so... Oh, yeah. Bully for them. Yes, well well done to them. Yeah. Well and done. And now we're losing out. No, I have no. Uh, are you a heroin man? Uh, crack, actually. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but do you know what? One thing I've, I've been watching uh, during the lockdown is uh, Ozarks on Netflix, which oh, is okay. very, uh, yeah, very uh, much about the uh, international drug trade. Yeah. I um, watched yeah. the first two series of that and. Like I wasn't. It was fine, but I wasn't yeah. that bowled over. No, no, not really. All oh, right. Yeah, I, I think it's. Um, but it made me want to watch Breaking Bad because I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Breaking Bad, and yeah. um, 
everyone kept saying, well, Ozarks is the natural successor to Breaking Bad, so you should tune in. And uh, yeah. so I, I ended up starting watching Breaking Bad now. So oh, okay. How are you so that's that? going to be how many hours? Well, I don't know. It's okay so far, but it's another 50 hours of my life I can kiss goodbye to, isn't it? You know. Yeah. But then what else yeah. are you going to do? <laughs> what else? Yeah. You know, write jokes or, you know, yeah, write a no, sitcom. That's no, it's not bad. <laughs> oh, I've actually, uh, I've written two sitcom scripts in the last, in, in the space of like four days. Well, do you know what, sir? So as probably around about 4,000 other comedians yeah. <laughs> and playwrights. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a commissioning editor or, Imagine your um, your inbox, like you know, when you go back to work, when yeah. they're all slapped on your table. Right, read those. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's um, your sitcom about? I don't envy them. It's just well, I've written two. So uh, one of them, I was talking about this with with Mark actually. Like, and oh I was, yeah, I was saying that I was thinking of writing it, and then about another eight days passed, and then I went, oh, I might as well. <laughs> so I just in the space of twenty four hours, I wrote about twenty five pages. Uh, right. But that, that one is about. It's basically. Uh, did you you listen to the Mark episode, right? Mark, yeah. Mark Simmons. Yeah. I explained it on there. But for, for anyone that hasn't listened to that, that is listening to this, I basically was in a pub once, and I was like surrounded by people that I knew, and I suddenly realised, like I'd been talking to people, and then I suddenly realised I'd been standing there on my own for about five or ten minutes, completely surrounded by my friends and people that I knew, and no one had spoken to me. But like I was literally in the middle of a circle. <laughs> and uh, right, so it just made me realise sort of how easy it is to be sort of forgotten and forgettable mm. in in that situation. So, and I just I found that really funny. So I wrote it down as a, as an idea of like a man who, uh, like even when he's surrounded ignored. by people he knows, he's completely ignored. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I was just distracted by. The, the, is that inside or outside? It's a massive bee. Oh, I think it's I think it's outside. Yeah, we, uh, we've um, we've got that. Uh, we've got all sorts in the garden. That I've never, really never noticed before. We've had uh, hedgehogs. Oh, really? And, yeah, and then I, I, uh, there was a tree stump that I needed to take up, and uh, I, I, I wrenched it up, and there's a family of frogs underneath it living in oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, foxes, all sorts. You know that I've never, I've never really looked out the windows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never, never really seen that side before. Yeah. I've never seen them. I've never had cars really to. Um, to inspect the house, you know, um, I've always been working. I've always been too busy to do house stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You, you just been forced into living in it, and you know, going round it. And I know every nook and cranny, cranny now over the last twelve weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Found, found rooms and, you didn't know they were there. Yeah, yeah. All sorts. Yeah. <laughs> Children I didn't know I had <laughs> running around. No. Who are you, Boris Johnson? Yeah. Oh God, no! <laughs> don't, don't go there. No. But um, you know your sitcom about the guy that gets ignored yes. or doesn't say anything? I've actually like friends like that. You know, that um, you go out with them in groups and they don't say anything all night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still do have a, a couple of friends like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you think, know, it's, very... I think it's going to be sort of pleasantly relatable for yeah. for those, you know, with anxiety and that sort of thing because it, it plays on that really of, of someone who's... I mean, I'm not trying to do it from a sort of a, a positive mental health perspective, but I suppose it is sort of empowering for, uh, you know, people that do have that sort of thing going on to say mm. it's not all bad. Like, there could be good things no. that come from it. Yeah, so hopefully I'll get to sort of explore that a bit if it, you know, if it pays off. I think it's yeah. all right. But yeah. worst, worst case scenario, I can. There's there's plenty of ways these days, isn't there, to do things independently. And I know sort of some independent filmmakers and stuff like that. And 
you know mm. co- collaborate on those things and it's fairly easy done it's a, it's a very small cast so yeah should be uh, should be easy to do even if no one wants to pick it up <laughs> yeah well uh, pe- people are just getting on with their own stuff now aren't they and not, no one really cares about i mean tv's what's that really you know well it's, yeah um, it's on the wane isn't it that's or, it yeah, there's sort of, you know, it's obviously good because it's a really good resource and when TV gets behind something, they'll, they'll just throw money at it and get it done, which is obviously very good. But yeah, yeah, it's certainly possible to do it on your own merits. There's, uh, you know. Well, everything, you know, I've been, I've been watching, uh, I've spent a lot of time on my phone, yeah. obviously. And I'm in WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups with my mates at home and they've been sending me stuff. And it's always from the internet. Yeah. You know, it's never clips from the new BBC Three series or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a new sitcom that's come out. Yeah. It's all it's all stuff from online. And you think, well, if, if those mates, you know, they're not really comedy people. Yeah. But that's the sort of thing that they're sending around. Well, of course they are comedy people, but, yeah. you know, that, that's, the, that's, that's what they're seeing as funny. And it's never stuff off the telly, you know. Yeah. That's so. quite cool, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's certainly a new age for that sort of thing because a lot of stuff is online. Like, kind of, we get most of our. I, I, I'd certainly say these days, like, at least eighty percent of stuff that everybody watches is streamed. So, yeah. you know, even like the streaming services like Amazon Prime, and, but like Amazon Prime are as much as they are the absolute devil because it's Amazon and they don't pay tax and, and that sort yeah. of thing. They do have a lot of independent TV shows on on Amazon Prime and it's, it's quite good actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few, yeah. I've been watching this one about this um virologist who who gets uh, intensely bitten by all sorts of poisonous things. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called bite me. It's oh, brilliant. Right. Yeah, yeah, so much What like actually bitten? Like is Yeah, oh, real... there's a scorpion. I wonder what a scorpion stings like. Ow. Oh. And um same with ants and jellyfish. That's insane. Um, it is it is insane, yeah. But you know what it's like? It's extreme behaviour. And to stand yeah. out on, on TV, <laughs> there's only extreme behaviour stands out, doesn't it? Yeah, so yeah. He, he's very, um, yeah, it's very, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I don't really, I've never really tried to write a sitcom or I've got such a, a short attention span. Yeah. Um, you know, a two line joke is. It's like an essay to me. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I struggled really with uh, with writing lo- longer form things. Yeah, you know, novels I, I and sitcoms. To. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think the reason that I used to wasn't necessarily that I couldn't do it, although I couldn't do it. I don't think I. Had, I, I definitely, when I started out, I didn't have the skill to write longer bits because anything that I tried to write that was longer was just sort of meandering or. Yeah. Uh, or completely non- nonsensical, which is, you know, it's fine in its own right because a lot of stuff that I write is nonsensical. But yeah, the, the, the long form stuff that I wrote then certainly wasn't up to scratch. But I think the main thing was that I was just scared to write longer bits because right. it's frightening, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's a, quite, quite the nice thing about writing short jokes is it's done, bam, onto the next one. Like, if they don't like it, it's mm. fine. But like, when you commit to a long bit and people aren't buying it, it's really tough. Yeah. So yeah. uh, I think, I think I I've never thing. had a long bit to commit to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's the uh, that's that's the thing though, isn't it? Because a lot of people say like to be a good comedian, you have to learn to die, and like it, to write long bits, you have to learn to die mm. to accept that there are going to be bits where you don't get laughs, and that's all right if you're painting a sort of a, a decent picture and it's worth it. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah. So, so he's writing a sitcom like writing a, a long bit. Do you think it's not far off? Yeah, is it? Yeah? I think so. Yeah, it feels it feels similar. Right. But the difference is, I've never actually written down anything that I've written <laughs> comedy-wise. So it sort of it sort of feels easier because there's there's a lot of bits in it. Like, and it's like it's like putting together an hour show. Like, you you take all of the little bits that you think are funny from mm. sort of here and there, and like things that happen, and then you just squash them all together and make a make a longer bit so mm. yeah it is uh, it, it does have its similarities for sure yeah i think my, my um I'm a, I'm a good collaborative person yeah. you know you know if there was someone writing a sitcom i could i can say oh how about this bit yeah, yeah do you know yeah. what i mean you've, you've got a lot of sort of uh you know like short sharp wit and yeah. that's good for punching up uh things yeah. that need it but yeah. I, I'm, I'm never i could never be the architect of a something like that you know the, the whole Putting the framework in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine, actually, he, he came up with a sitcom. Okay. And he sent it to me. And he's, he's not not a, a gigging comedian, but he's, he just wanted to have a go at writing a sitcom. And um, mm. so he sent it over to us, and I read through it. And all, all the framework was there, and the story, and, you know, the, the sort of arc and the long-term plan. Yeah. But it, there was no laughs, if you right, know what okay. I mean. But I... I so he'd um, written a drama. Well, <laughs> He'd written a comedy in his own mind, right? You know, but I, but I, I just sort of went through it and thought, oh, well, what if it had said that instead? That would have been funny, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, so that I think that's what um, that's the only thing I could bring to the table, really, rather than being right. Okay, this is the idea, and this is. But I, I've been hearing a few times uh, on on the podcast of people that go and see commission commissioning editors. And you know they'll say right, I've got a, I've got a, a, a sitcom of people that's based on an allotment, and they'll say, nah, anything else? <laughs> and you've got to go with them with three or four things apparently. Oh really? Um, yeah. Um, because you know they've got so much in development that they've, they've got that person over there writing about allotments, and that one's about gardening. And they're yeah. all, they always after different ideas, really. And you, you think to yourself, well, I've spent six months writing this sitcom. Yeah. And this editor says, no, we've got that in, in development. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> it must oh, be that's... heartbreaking, mustn't it? You know? Yeah. That's, well, at least for this, uh, I've, I've only spent four days <laughs> writing the scripts. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is sort of the painful thing about it because I think the one that I've only just started thinking about and just written sort of quickly, it it feels better than the other ones. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the same as anything, isn't it? You know, more experience and. Absolutely. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah may, maybe I, I might just entirely rewrite that first episode. Yeah. Because, like, I've you know I've got a better idea of even even though it's only been sort of I've written two scripts, I think I've already got a better idea of how to compile a script. So. Yeah. yeah, I'll go back and because you know I could. Well, good luck oh, with it. Thanks, good luck with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it may not lead to anything, but it'd be it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think what it's nice to get it out of your head. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you if know, nothing else, you say you've been saying to yourself, "I've I've got an idea." And you might have had it for years. This idea, might you about the sitcom or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's out now, and you can. That's it. If nothing else, I've cleared room for something new. So yeah. 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 Interesting. Oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it is crap, it's uh, it's gone. But I think some of it could actually be turned into something for stage as well. Oh, like okay. the way it's written, it, it shouldn't be too difficult yeah. to just like a couple of set pieces, but largely like just a couple of chairs and a table 
make up pretty much yeah. everything that you need for that. So right. you know, that's something I could take to Edinburgh, I think. And yeah, uh, it's the sort of thing that I think might be sort of well enjoyed. So yeah, maybe. And that's how the booth started, isn't it? So is is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, League of Gentlemen. Right. Yeah, they they did it as uh, like live shows. I think at Edinburgh and certainly like other places, and it just got picked up, turned into a show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe. Well, good luck with it, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Uh, right, and now, so uh, we've not explained yet. Uh, El Baldino, uh is a comedy magician. Mm. So uh, of sorts. <laughs> yeah, of uh, sort of a well, sort of a Tommy Cooper esque like things go wrong style. <laughs> they weren't. They're not meant to. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but well, yeah, but uh, well, yeah, no, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's nice. Some people, when I got off stage, some people say, "Oh, I oh, like that." You know, it's Tommy Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Which is is a compliment, but I mean, come on, Tommy Cooper is the funniest guy's alive, wasn't he? Like, you know. Well, yeah. And it's um, it, it's nice, but you think, oh, yeah. you know, if someone makes a comparison, it's a, like, it's a hell of you a don't shadow know to. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's my act, though. I mean, I started off uh, doing uh, magic shows for kids. Oh, really? Yeah, in 2006, something oh. like that, when I first started to get into it. Yeah. And it, they, were, they were just, it's a bit of a cheat doing magic, because what you do is you go to a shop and you say, oh, can I have that DVD, please, and that magic yeah. trick? <laughs> so you buy, the, you buy the magic trick and you buy the DVD and then you use all the patter. You just basically say what's on the DVD and, right. and do the magic trick, you know. And it's, uh... So I was doing that for a, a couple of years with, with kids' magic. Yeah. And then I started to get into the, um, the adult world, you know, magic, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. comedy clubs. But, yeah. Oh, I'll try my hand at that. And um, it just didn't work. Oh, you really? Know? It, that, it just doesn't work in, uh, in comedy clubs. You know the um, off the off the peg magic. People yeah, yeah, yeah. see through it, you know, and it's they can tell that you're lying. You know, what right? I mean? Okay. Yeah. So my act really has had less and less magic in it over the years, and oh, really? you know, I try to ramp up the comedy and the prop gags and filth. It's had it's got more filth in it now. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I don't, I, I don't seem to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they so, do. Um, they do love it. That's so a funny fil- thing. Filthy, Not... filthy prop jokes and yeah. stupid, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That. So, do you do you consider yourself more of a prop comedian than a magician, as such? I suppose so. Yeah, but I still, I still can do the magic stuff uh, when yeah. it's asked for. I could go out and do a, a, a mind reading gig. Yeah. You know? Okay. It's not often something that I, I get asked to do, but I can do it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, you just, just got you go where the dollars are, don't you? Really? Yeah, yeah, mentalism. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. That's I, really I can cool. do it all, but um, in the in the realm of, uh, of you know stand up comedy, it's a lot of that stuff doesn't really go down in clubs and. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. seen you do a bit of it with that uh, with the book thing you do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I assume it, I assume that's mentalism, is it? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a memory trick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you memorize a book and people go to any page and you can tell them what's on that page. So sort of that's thing. actually what it is. You just remember the whole book. Well, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> I mean, you just did. <laughs> sort of. Well, that's the effect. The effect is people think you know every single position of every word in a book. That's yeah. the effect, yeah. But it's magic how you get there, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's it's incredible. It's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah oh, thank you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I've not been doing much gigging lately. No, me, so. of course. Have you done anything online? Uh, I've done... Um, 
one sketch. I did a sketch with my daughter. Oh, okay. She's um, she's part of a theatre uh, group, and she m- makes her own uh, sketches and you know projects. Right. So um, I I just did a silly joke. My daughter filmed it, and yeah, it was, it was good fun. It, oh, cool. it got you know a couple of thousand likes and views. Nice. And it was nice, yeah. Absolutely. But um, I, I should do more of it, really. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's very much the problem uh, in this situation. Like I, so how far into this are we now? What is this like week nine or something? Uh, maybe more than know. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. Uh, like I've been talking about writing, <laughs> like this is the time, isn't it? Everyone said at the start, like this is the time to write that sitcom, and yeah. I wrote it. I wrote it in uh, in like week eight or nine or ten or whatever it is. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I did waste quite a lot of time. I was doing other stuff. Like I had, I did have things going on. Um, that I was doing housework and uh, yeah. done quite a few podcasts, which are quite time consuming to edit sometimes. Um, yeah, especially sort of learning this new medium of doing it online because. Uh, it's um well it's, but i've enjoyed them tough. i do listen to your podcast oh cool the tea party much. one yeah 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 it's yeah. good it's a good podcast oh thanks man yeah i really yeah. enjoy doing it so that's that's why i'm still here <laughs> cracking yeah away. yeah yeah oh that's cool um oh yeah pr- pr- appreciate you listening man no um, no it's, i i listen to quite a lot of podcasts mainly on the way to gigs yeah same um, yeah never on the way back though i never listen to podcasts on the way home from gigs oh really yeah, I I try not to listen to stand up on the way to gigs. Oh, okay. But like I I, I quite often um, so uh, many years ago, not that many years ago, like when I was starting comedy and just before that, I was um, when I was getting into comedy really, I was uh, I'd listened to a lot of comedy albums. Uh, so yeah. I was driving um, I was driving theatre sets around the country to sort of different venues and that uh, for my friend's production company. And I just, this was before I discovered podcasts. And so I went from listening to music, but I found listening to music, my brain got too relaxed. Uh, so like I w- wanted something to keep me alert. So I was listening to uh, like comedy albums. So I was listening yeah. to like, I listened to uh, all of David O'Duckett's albums at least 70 times. Right. Uh, I, I absolutely love him. And um, then I got into Bill Hicks and sort of, Whilst it was still questionable, but not as questionable, uh, I was listening to uh, Woody Allen because uh, yeah. his stand-up is actually incredible. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just a shame that he's such an awful human being. But uh, well, it's it's not the only one, is he? That's um, no, you know, a brilliant absolutely. comedian on, you know, but his life off stage is yeah, yeah. But the, oh, the thing is, some people try to excuse that sort of thing, and they're like, oh, you know, but being a comedian's weird, and people's brains work weirdly, and and uh, mm. and all this and like yeah i understand that but at the same time there's a lot of uh, other incredible comedians who have never done any such things so why should yeah. they be excused just because they're good yeah we all, we all live under the same rules don't we yeah absolutely. the human condition <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 there, there's literally no excuse no no so but but i i couldn't listen to so i very rarely watch comedy now oh really um Unless, unless it's other comedians, I, I sometimes you know if I'm on a bill, I'll sometimes stay and watch other acts. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if you find it that other people getting laughs is like a dagger <laughs> <laughs> to my heart, you know. Yeah, especially so if, if they do like a similar subject to you, <laughs> and, well, and they get a better reaction. 
I suppose so, yeah. Well, I was listening for a while. I was listening to uh, the Angelos and Barry from Watford podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is which is brilliant. And I've nearly crashed the car a few times, you know, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> really? Yeah. But I, I'd end up at a gig feeling in, inadequate, you yeah. know, as a comedian, because you think, you know, that's what makes me laugh. Yeah. But by the time I got to the gig, I'd, you know, I'd laugh so much and all that energy had, had uh, dissipated, you know. And yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking, well, I'd never be as good as that, you know. Yeah. That's why um, I try not to listen to comedy on the way to gigs. No. Necessary. I mean, a little bit for the same reason, but a little bit because I'm worried that I'll enjoy what I'm listening to so much that <laughs> I'll just pick up like their mannerisms. Yeah. Uh, and I'm already concerned about that anyway, because there's a, a few ways that I act that are similar to other comedians. And people have said to me like, oh, yeah, you do you, you do this like so and so. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not I'm not per- like that's just who I am as a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I gave a lift to Abigail Shimon once. Oh, yeah. And she said, because uh, I was supporting her on a, a tour date, and she said, oh, yeah, there's sort of there's quite a few things that you do, like little mannerisms that are sort of quite James Acaster. But now that I know you as a person, like I know mm. that they're not affectations, like that's just you. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of, I get worried about that sort of thing because there's I, I do do things like a little, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm a different comedian to James Acaster, of course, because... Uh, yeah. You know, we talk about very different things, uh, but there's still a few sort of mannerisms that I have that you would think I'd stolen from him. But that's just, you know, I have that. And there's other ways of telling stories and jokes and that that are sort of are similar to other people. And mm. I did I did for a little while. I found myself telling stories in the style of uh, David O'Doherty, <laughs> which right. is quite oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to happen, isn't it? You know? Absolutely. Well, this Assimilation. is... Assimilation. Yeah, but that's yeah. the point that I made as well, is if you're watching a comedian that you particularly like and you really, really identify with, like you're watching them because you identify with them, so you're not necessarily copying from them, but you're just seeing that, like you're seeing a reflection of something in yourself and yeah. learning that that way of being is okay. So it's yeah. sort of releasing that part of you rather than copying them, if that makes sense. Well, is it like that you share their same similar sense of humour as that comedian, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone has a different sense of humour, don't they? You know, mm. um, and if, if if you find someone that um, you've got to connect, haven't you? You've got to connect with someone with a comedian oh, very in terms much so, of yeah. uh, laughing at the things that they find funny and you find funny. Yeah, because because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about you know you know side. There's a lot of stuff in the circuit. I'd, oh yeah, that um, it's quite niche, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you, you'd you'd, um, you'd struggle to find it funny, but it does have its it does have its fans, doesn't it? And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, you go to a, a, any normal comedy club and you see Paul Foot, you're going to be like, what is this nonsense? Like, I don't, I don't want to pay to watch this. But he's got a huge following. And yeah. like, he's, he, you know, he's very, very funny. He's very good. But yeah. you, can't, you can't put him in a normal club situation because, you know, look, the, the Luddites that go to see some of that stuff will be like, what is this? I don't want to see that. Yeah, but you're gonna get that on any mixed bill club nights, yeah. aren't you? You know, comedy nights and yeah, like I, yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit of a, a uh, an acquired taste. I, I understand that. I think I, I try to write my comedy in such a manner that, like, I never, I never intended to do sort of intellectual subjects or anything like that. And I, I hate even saying that that's anything that I do. But 
I've had a lot of people say to me, like uh, Dave Thompson, after a gig once, uh, he, he once turned to me and he said, oh, it's really good to see someone doing the clever stuff. And I was like, oh, well, me? <laughs> I didn't realise I was. Um, yeah. But sort of looking at that, I've gone, okay, cool. So that's something that's something that I do, even if I wasn't aware. Mm. So like, I decided to work on that, sort of concentrate on that sort of thing. But I also try to do it in a way that's relatable to sort of anybody that goes out to see dick jokes. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, you you can't you it's can't. It's just having a commercial set, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you if you want to earn money, yeah, do, doing this, and then you've got to appeal to the every man in the street sometimes, haven't Absolutely. you? Or every woman. But then when I go to yeah. somewhere like Exodus Malarkey, I'll pull out my weird stuff and oh, they'll love and, it. Wrap yeah, it up they'll there, carry they? carry me out on their shoulders. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird dichotomy, isn't it? <laughs> of, uh... It is, yeah. But you know, you were saying about getting comparisons. Uh, I know quite a, a lot of one-liner comics, and um, and there's oft, often the case that they'll they'll come out of a gig and there'll be people. You know, you, you often have to walk through the crowd or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, I love those Tim Vine jokes." You know. Yeah. And they don't. And they don't mean it's Tim Vine type jokes. Yeah. But delivered it's in not, their own personality. It's not a Tim Vine. If you've wrote it, it's not a Tim Vine. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff, but people yeah. say, and it's the same thing about you as making the comparison to Tommy Cooper. You know, people say, "Oh, I love <laughs> yeah, that." Yeah, of course. Tommy You're Cooper nothing stuff. like him. You know. <laughs> yeah. And um, but if you if you was to walk out of um, a club and someone say, "Oh, I love that Stuart Lee stuff," do you know what I mean? I think you'd be deeply offended, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's Lastly, okay to be like imagine... someone, but being like him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, or, or Kitson or yeah. something. You know, I was gonna say largely because I imagine uh, if people start saying that about you, then you'll just have to wait ten minutes and he'll write a long bit <laughs> ripping you apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, are you uh, are you drinking tea? Have you got a tea? I, I've got. Uh, do you know what I've got? I've got a um, an iced tea. Oh, okay, cool. Mm. It's um, my daughter's into different teas. Yeah. And this is uh, a black tea with uh, a black iced tea with apricot and peach. Oh, mm. sounds delicious. I've never actually had an iced tea in my life. No, is it good? No. <laughs> Wait, was no your answer, or was? Uh... Do you know what? It's not very nice. Oh, really? No, it's not something that I drink um, very often. No. Well, I mean, if it's not very nice, then I don't imagine you drink it again. <laughs> no, no. Have you got a secondary drink? Have you got like a, a water? I've got anything? a real cup of tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got a real cup of tea, yeah. What's, uh, what have you got there? Uh, it's um, Yorkshire tea from Aldi. Classic. Oh, well, oh yeah, like Yorkshire, uh, so Aldi's version. Al- yeah, it's Aldi's Yorkshire tea. Yeah, what do they call it? Like Yorkshire tea or something? Just York- Aldi's Yorkshire tea, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> quite on the nose. Yeah, it's quite nice, actually. Yeah, oh, nice. Um, being a northerner, up our way, is generally Tetley's and... Yeah. You know, PG tips. They're probably the same down here, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. There's um, yeah. 
so my my uh, I talk about it all the time, but I'm gonna again. My favourite tea is it's actually a Cornish tea called oh. uh, Smuggler's Brew. Right. Uh, so if you're ever down in the uh, down in the West Country, look out for it. It's in like an orange packet. It's in similar uh, colour like uh, packaging as uh, Clipper tea, like right. that or- orange and brown sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's really really nice. It, it tastes a little bit like Yorkshire tea, but a little bit more floral. But not in oh, okay. like a not in a like sort of overpowering way. It's it's really tasty. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. But I basically I, I was banging on about it so much like you can't buy it in in this end of the country. So uh, I was banging on about it so much that my fiance bought me a, a one of the catering bags of eleven hundred bags. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, is that what you're drinking now? No, I'm actually having one. So I, I get sent tea from various companies for the purpose of trying them on the podcast. So this one's from Tea Pigs, and I, I've still got a few. I've not got many left that I haven't tried yet because they sent me sort of multiples of a lot of them. There was some mm. from like Tea Pigs and Twinings, and there's one particular tea bag from uh, the Clean Tea Company, which is very nice. Uh, I'd like to give them a little shout because it's an independent company, and they're really kind. The guy, the guy that runs it. Like after I tried it on the podcast, he got in touch and he's like, "Oh, that's great! Thanks, thanks for that." And um, hey, if you we we host tea parties throughout the year, so if you ever want to come and record a podcast at it, we'll do a collaboration. I was like, "Yes, please, <laughs> let's do right. that." So that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, this one's the Tea Pigs, and it's a Darjeeling Earl Grey. Oh, and, Darjeeling. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, presumably from from Darjeeling, finest. Dar- oh, Darjeeling's a, a plant, is it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's read this. Most Earl Greys use poor quality China-based tea, which is like palming yourself off as a landed gentry. When Ooh, all, uh. when all <laughs> you, <laughs> oh, this is a, this is quite quite the attack. Says so palming yourself off as a landed gentry when all you own is a barber jacket. We use the finest Darjeeling from the foothills of the Himalayas and add zesty bergamot citrus from sunny southern Italy to create something altogether more elegant. The blue cornflowers. Well, they just look pretty. So there's blue cornflowers in it, apparently. Yeah, so, sounds nice. But yeah, no, it's actually, it's really tasty. I've uh, I've not had many old greys in the past. Because this is the also the thing is uh, a lot of people expect me to sort of have a, a grand knowledge of a lot of tea. But I started mm. this podcast with the intention of getting lots of different teas so that I could try them. Because I, I'd always been interested, but never got into it. Yeah. So yeah, this is a, a lot of the time. It's the first time I'm having any of these types of tea. I've never actually had iced tea either. So uh, Oh, I, don't bother, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that one made got, by? I think it's Lipton. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, it's got an aftertaste. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, not, not particularly pleasant for me. I mean, other people might like it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. They seem to be popular, so I'm sure. Yeah. Where do you uh, stand on the on the Earl Grey debate? You know, the it, floor, the, um, is it bergamot they put in it or something? To give it that... Um, yeah, zesty bergamot citrus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird, that. It's weird, I like that it. stuff. It's Do you like nice. it? Yeah. This one, yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite um, it's quite subtle. It's it's got yeah. It's not it's not too strong of a taste at all. It's quite a. It tastes sort of like a black tea, but it's just right. quite. Oh, yeah. a, it's prison tea. Oh, is prison <laughs> tea weak or strong? I've always I did I've never known that one. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I've only really heard it referred to as sort of uh, builder's tea type thing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's well, it's. I, I don't know through like log, through logic then. I take it um, prison tea would be. Strong, is it? I don't, I don't know. What's builder's Probably. tea? Is is that weak or strong? Uh, well, builder's tea is generally sort of strong. Uh, like, you know, it's your bit PG tips and that. Your uh, y- your breakfast brew. 
Um, right. But I prefer to call it because I, I have it all day. So I don't, it's not just a breakfast brew for me. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll call it builders. But yeah, it's like any of the sort of the PG tips or the, the standard teas. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So no, it's like that. But obviously you add milk to sort of a normal tea. But this Earl Grey basically tastes a little bit like that. But you don't need the milk. And it's quite a well-rounded, like it hasn't got the bitter tones that uh, normal black tea has. So yeah, yeah it's nice. I recommend it. Well, I had a friend that uh, drank Earl Grey tea with milk. Yeah, well, you can. Yeah. It is an option. But I had a mouthful of it once. Too many flavours for my liking. Yeah. You know, milk. I can understand that. I mean, Earl Grey, it's like, oh, it's like milk. It was like mixing uh, milk with orange cordial, you know, and calling it orange juice. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. It just didn't uh, didn't appeal, really. Mm. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm, I'm a big tea drinker. I've recently oh, yeah. got into... Are you, are you allowed to say coffee on this podcast? You can say it, yeah. I'll, oh, right. I'll edit it out. No, I won't. <laughs> no, edit it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was never really a fan of coffee. Yeah. But I've spent, you know, 10 years on the road now. and This pro- proliferation of Starbucks and Costa, you know, on, on every roundabout. Yeah, yeah. Then, um, you, you know, you sometimes I've been sucked into it, really. And now, yeah. now I prefer a cup of coffee if i'm working but if i'm at home oh i'm a tea drinker oh yeah yeah t- 10 cups a day that, that sort of thing you know really what well, actually 10 cups a day yeah 10 cups of tea a day yeah what color are your teeth <laughs> well they they, they need white <laughs> I, I, I can't see them that much, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i can't see them they're like stonehenge <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice but i mean this is my fifth one today is it really? Um, yeah, we're on sort of and early it's, afternoon. Uh, isn't yeah, it's, it? not, it's not even one o'clock yet. One, yeah, yeah. Good grief. Yeah, I'll, but, I'll, I'll maybe have like, well, when I'm at work, I'll have upwards of, I'll have three to five probably, but, well, probably more than that. But when I'm at home, I'll, I'll quite often have one a day. Sometimes it's two or three, but uh, I, oh, I, right. I try not to have too much. Uh, yeah. Because my, my teeth are clean. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. Well, up north they call it tea, but t- you've got a tea belly. What know? do you mean? You're a tea belly. Well, um, if you drink a lot of tea. If you drink a lot of tea, yeah. Right, Always okay. a right tea belly in. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like it. Yeah, it's not uncommon. Yeah. Because there is ca- there is a hit, isn't it? Although I've, I yeah. don't really feel the hit in tea. No. There, there is a caffeine and there is a chemical reaction in yeah, your brain, it's, isn't it's it? Pa- pound for pound, there's more caffeine. This is one of those... Uh, this is one of those things that gets turned into memes all the time because uh, the people that say it are dickheads, but it's true. Uh, it's pound for pound. Tea has more caffeine than coffee, but there's more coffee in a cup of coffee than tea in a cup of tea. Ah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So you end up with less caffeine in a cup of tea, but mm. if you had the same amount of tea as you would have coffee, then you'd have more caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't feel it has um, much of a, a psychological effect on my tea. No, it's, it's I don't more think of a so. habitual thing that I, um, I drink. Yeah, it, which you know? arguably is a psychological effect in itself. Uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. But like coffee, uh, my partner, when she has when she has coffee, I mean she can't drink coffee after lunch really. Yeah. Because it sends her daft, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, well, uh, there's a few people like that, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah, I see it all the time. It's quite, Do, quite yeah? funny. Yeah. Um, there's a tea that uh, Abigail Shimon brought me back from America. Uh, oh, yeah. she, she talked about it on her podcast and then uh, booked me for a gig and <laughs> and uh, said, 
I got that tea that I was talking about. I was like, oh, amazing. Thank you. And it's basically, uh, it's made by Celestial Seasonings and what's it called? Morning Thunder, it's called. Ooh. And there's a picture of a bison. <laughs> Morning on the front Thunder. Of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> the day after a going out for a meal and something like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's a picture of a bison on the front with like steam coming out of its nostrils. It looks livid, and yeah. and yeah, it's basically she she said to me, "Don't have it after one p.m. because you won't sleep that night." Uh-huh. And I had it on a podcast with uh, with Kieran Boyd, and <laughs> I was talking to him. No, we both had it in fact, and I I went shaky and I changed colour <laughs> like and I was oh, no. like really like oh my god and I got the proper shakes on because I don't drink coffee, uh, so yeah. I, I just don't really like it. And no. I think I think that is what people who have coffee for the first time go through. <laughs> so I was really like, oh, shit. So, yeah, it's called wow. Morning Thunder for a reason, because you have it in the morning and you will rock through that morning. Oh, um, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder whether to have some to improve my writing or whatever, and, you know, to keep Maybe. me alive, awake and well, that's, alert. Uh, there was someone once told me that if you have like a sugary drink or sort of something sugary just before you go on stage it basically helps the synapses in your brain spark quicker. So it helps you think quicker. So you think of yeah. your feet better. So, yeah. So, it, but yeah, but it, you know, it's it's a stimulant, isn't it? So, yeah, it would do. It would sort of promote quick thinking, I suppose. So, yeah. Yeah. You see it in a few uh, dressing rooms, green rooms, don't you? Harry Bowls and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think like, oh, that's a, a fun little treat, but it's actually quite good for the brain. So just before you yeah, go on stage. But they're, they're sort of things that you you wouldn't notice so much, would they? You know, I Absolutely. wouldn't have a handful of Haribo sweets and Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't actually know that if I if I was more alert. Yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because obviously you get the um the hit of adrenaline from going on stage anyway. Uh yeah. just from being on stage. So sort of you, you you probably don't notice it. But I have noticed in the past when I've had sort of sugary stuff or like caffeine-based stuff just before I come on stage, I do feel slightly more at ease. Like my brain's not having to work quite so hard because it's just sort of rolling. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I um, it tends to be if I'm on stage, it's happened a lot really. Not lately because I haven't gigged since fifteenth of March. It's I'd like to be able to improvise more on stage. Yeah, and a lot of my acts, you know. I suppose it's the same for other one line. It's, it's it's a monologue sometimes that I'm reading, you know, a, mon- a, a Rolodex, a monologue from a mind, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of my aims is to get more free on stage yeah. and, you know, I to mean, improv and banter with the crowd. And yeah, yeah. Every time I do that in a gig, it always seems to go a little bit better than... Yeah, you know. sometimes it does. Sometimes people just want audience interaction, but not always, so... so yeah. Again, but it's it's very, very, very good to have in your back pocket. If you can use it, then uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Like Mark Simmons yeah, I, is very I, I, good at it. Sorry, yeah, I wonder if having um, sweets and stuff beforehand, you know, more sugar and yeah, yeah, with all those synapses. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to try that when I get yeah. back. Yeah, I'd, uh, yeah. I'd recommend it. Like, do you, do you have uh, sort of like full fat coke or anything? Because that's I, that's I, the I, one you, for me. Oh yeah, I usually drink coke when I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when, I, when I'm gigging, yeah. Yeah, I try not to. Like, I'll generally stick to, um, like, I will if I'm driving long distances and stuff like that because it, it just helps you to stay awake. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I always tend to have, like, just a little half a, half a Coke. Uh, normally, I'll have a Diet Coke, but I'll have, uh, if I'm, just before stage, I'll, I'll have half a pint of Coke and yeah. it helps. It's good. Mm. But, yeah, I, I've done a little bit of, uh, like, improv comedy myself and... 
Yeah. I sort of I, I wanted to do it to to try and learn to do better on stage, and basically I found out that it's a completely different ball game whatsoever. Mm. However, I also found that stand up helps improv, and improv helps stand up. So it's yeah. good to do. Like uh, I'd I'd recommend doing like a sort of a class somewhere or something just to get a few lessons in sort of the way to learn to deal with stuff, and then it's and then it's a matter of learning to deal with it within your character on stage. Mm. Right. So thankfully, like I'm, I'm not far from this <laughs> when I'm on stage. It's sort of like a, you know, a heightened version of it, and I'm a bit more confident and uh, a little bit more brutal. And mm. yeah, but it's it's certainly it's a challenge to learn, but it's uh, it's a very very fun thing to do indeed. Yeah. I think emceeing more as well is is uh, definitely it's definitely is a way to that as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I must uh, do more emceeing. Yeah. Well, I find the next year the, the best. MCs, because a lot of MCs that you see, certainly on the open mic scene, when you go to sort of bigger clubs, sometimes you still see acts doing like quite a lot of their own material, but the best MCs do less of their own material. It's important to do a little bit of material because obviously it gets the audience uh, in the mindset of what material feels like and Mm. to sort of learn the rhythm. But the best ones just, they, they involve the audience and that's what disarms the audience because... Like and that's that's what you want to do essentially. Like you want it, you want to have them involved so they feel like they're part of the show because that's what everyone wants. Uh, yeah. But it it sort of prevents hecklers a little bit, except for the ones that get too drunk and uh, mm. just dickheads. But yeah, it sort of it gets them involved, but prevents them from going too far because they're just uh, they're just enjoying be- being spoken to, so they yeah. feel like they're part of the show. But they're also not the centre of attention because the MC's the one who's having the fun from it, you know. Yeah, so, uh, I've had to uh, a couple of times. I've had to follow uh, MC's that have tore the roof off. You know, um, mm. that's always difficult. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. Uh, it's a funny thing because there's a there's a again there's a, a bit of a dichotomy with that because it, it's great that the MC's doing really well. And getting the audience on board and like the, the audience are having a really nice time. But at the same time, it's the MC's job. And mm. that's why they're being paid as much quite often as the headliner. Headliner, yeah. Um, and the reason for that is because it's not their job to be the funniest act on the bill. Whilst it's yeah. nice for them to be, it's their job to make the evening all round as good as possible. You know, mm. so like if the acts that are on the bill are stonking, then bring your a game you know but yeah like, well, not not to say that you should ever make yourself less funny because you know you, that's that's not the business i know it? it's not it's not but, you, you can't do it can you you know no you can't make yourself less funny i suppose can absolutely. you absolutely yeah, yeah. But, but then sometimes uh, from from the same regard I, i've done i've done mc shifts and the audience have just been like oh it's this guy again is it but I just sort of like you have to learn to deal with that in such a manner because I I, I just sort of, I take that on the chin and I'm like okay fine they don't like me whatever I'll still get them talking and I'll I'll use their dislike for me and it's uh it's like um is it aikido where they use the weight of the opponent against <laughs> oh, them? the opponent against them. Yeah, yeah 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 it's like that you go like oh you don't like me all right fine let's make that the joke yeah yeah and then sort of they're still feeling friendly and sort of rambunctious or whatever so it's still nice for the acts. Uh, and that's fine. Like I'll have, I'll, I'll take that hit. Like obviously, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I no. want to come away from a gig with the audience saying, "Oh, the MC was good, wasn't he?" But yeah, if it's not going to happen, e- even sure. though um, some MCs, there was a famous one about MCs, people coming up to him after the show saying, 
mate, you were great. Have you ever thought about being a comedian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't actually know that they're there to make people laugh. They're, they're just there to present the next act. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But, isn't it? but yeah, it's that letting go on stage, isn't it? You know, it's that feeling. It's exactly that. Uh, feeling loose. And that's the um, importance of improvising. I think that's what makes a, the difference between a good act and a great act, isn't it? You know? Definitely. Being, a, yeah, being yeah. able to respond in, in the moment. Yeah. Because, like, being in the moment, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quite an uptight act, really. Yeah. I, I describe myself as the highest energy, low energy act around. So like, I'm, but I'm, yeah, I talk about, a lot about anxiety and that sort of thing. So like, I'm quite uptight with it, but I'm also more than willing to. It's again, it's 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 floating like water, mm. you know. Like it's the uh, it's the Bruce Lee thing. Is if someone throws something at you that is a heck or whatever, it's not necessarily about combating that, as it is about going. Okay, that's the thing that you said. Why am I funnier? You know, and you're like you just you you take form to it, and like you accept rather than batting it away, you accept what they've said, and you say, and I shall build on this, and you know, you mm. take control that way because you you become the funnier one. Regardless yeah, out, of the outwitting the um... yeah. There was an mm. important thing that I once heard, and I say important because it's it it's helped me a lot uh, deal deal with uh, sort of anything like that. Someone once said it on uh, on. Stu Goldsmith's podcast, and they said, if an audience member shouts something out in relation to something that you're doing, and that audience member gets a laugh, you're on stage, it's still your laugh. Right. So, you know, as if, if, if something... Uh, the, the only time that it's no longer your laugh is if the audience completely take over. You know, if yeah, you're still in yeah. control on stage, then a laugh that someone else gets is still your laugh. Mm. You know? Well, I, earlier on in my career... I had a, a girl heckling me. She was very drunk. And uh, I, I thought to me, I made, I made a split-second decision to give her the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I said to her, okay, then, if, you, if, it, you know, if it's so easy, you come and do it. She said, okay, then. So she got up on the stage, and she got torn to pieces by the audience. Yeah. They were shouting obscenities at her. Oh, Christ. Oh, it was, oh, it was terrible. So that, I, I learned then to never give the mic... <laughs> Yeah, to yeah, a member yeah. of the audience because it's dangerous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've, have you ever seen it happen? Yes, and I, <laughs> I actually did it recently, but just because. What you got? You got up on stage and took the mic off. The, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no, it was a it was a really unpleasant gig, and uh, yeah. a, a man. Well, it, it wasn't a gig. It was just. Uh, the back room of a pub and the promoter no well there wasn't even a promoter the owner of the pub uh, f- forgot to promote it basically and then right. said oh I've got some mates in the bar we'll get him out their back and it's like oh you don't have to like that'll be fine whatever we just won't do the gig like I'm round the corner from my house I'll, g- I'll just go home again uh, and he's like no 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 we'll get him in and it's just a bunch of uh, like pissed up bald men not sorry <laughs> so uh, <laughs> But you know, like the the sort of the pissed up ball. My, my sort of crowd. <laughs> yeah, and it was c- completely unplayable. And I was sort of I was doing some jokes, and like I was doing for for what it was, it was okay. You know, like I, it wasn't really laughs, but I wasn't dying per se. Yeah. But yeah, this this geezer just come up, and it was enormous, like a massive, just a a, a human brick. And, yeah. Um, 
and a uh, thick as as well. And he, but he just took the microphone off of me and said, "No, it's oh, my no. fucking turn now." <laughs> and I was like, right. "Okay." And I just, I just went, "Yeah, it is actually." And I gave him the mic and just went and sat down. And I was like, "I'm not doing this." So and how yeah. did he go down? Oh, not well, but uh, we, right. we just, but it was all just his mates, and he started singing Firestarter. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So it wasn't a gig. It was fine. No. Finding uh, the last, I say I've been um, ten, 10 years now as a comic, and, and uh, I think the last two years I've been headlining a lot more than yeah. normal. The pressure of that is uh, that's been quite a weight, really. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that you've got to bring bring the A game every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, there's no, um, you, you've got to be able to close the night, you know, and, and the promoters book you for a reason, and that's to, to, be the funniest thing of the night and for everyone to come back next month sort of thing so yeah. to speak it's funny that because uh, when i headline uh, whilst obviously there is sort of a, a a higher level of pressure there's also i think there's there's something that happens in in the mind of the audience when mm. when they hear that the headline is coming on if someone's being told that it's a headliner they 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 don't expect more they just give you a little bit more leeway yeah, they, you know they, I mean? they'll give they'll give you two minutes more. <laughs> yeah, but they'll they'll give you more respect. Yeah, and yeah, they'll just they'll they'll be like, oh well, this guy's a headliner, like they're there for a reason. Uh, mm. Let's let's see what they've got to say. So they'll just they'll get they'll give you a little bit more of a chance than, whereas uh, you know, like when you're opening, because people don't understand that the second best act of the night opens they're just like oh it's someone opening let's, let's, let's see what they're doing yeah and they don't really give you a chance so you've got to come out and just grab them by the balls you know yeah. but with a headliner it's a little bit easier i think to come on and just sort of relax yeah every, everyone's loosened up aren't they and yeah yeah they're all a little bit pissed as well yeah but that i mean yeah certainly that can make it more challenging uh yeah, yeah. again whilst you're <laughs> if you've just had a coke your brain maybe uh, a coca-cola should i say um your brain may be uh firing faster but uh their brains may be pissed so yeah yeah it does it makes it tough as well in that in that respect so but th- that's why I, I i miss doing middles i mean middles they they just don't pay enough to make it you know viable it, yeah but it's such a sweet spot that's the you dream know, in, spot. in the middle <laughs> yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. sort of miss i miss those days where you know, because the act's a little bit different as well. Yeah. And you had the MC, and then often the opening acts is, you know, it's uh, this is only club comedy really, but you know, it's sometimes it's it's um, nothing too uh, outlandish, is it? The opening act, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ease you in as an audience member. But uh, yeah, because my my act was a little, you know, prop based, and you know, you could walk out with a suitcase and. Yeah, I, mean, I do miss yeah. those days. I do miss yeah. those days. Yeah, it does. Yeah, again, where so you were that, a novelty, like you know. That's that's the the fun spot, really. I find yeah. the only um, when you're when you're a middle spot and you're doing twenty, that's the dream. Uh, like when you so yeah. you've, you've stepped up from the middle ten. Uh, the middle done, sets. Yeah, <laughs> that's so what you they got, call it. You got it, a yeah. proper set. Yeah. 
and that's that's the dream because you can still do because you know like i i like i like 10 minutes i'm good at 10 minutes i'm I'm better at 15 and i just love a 20 because you just relax and you can relax on yourself because you're not so panicked about going get the best stuff out in 10 minutes Mm. you know you get to relax into yourself and they get to learn a little bit more about you and you your act becomes a bit more sort of truthful to to what you want to do and who you are and that's yeah that's the that's the fun thing you get to explore what it is you want to do rather than being on a strict obviously it's still strict 20 minutes but yeah yeah just to be given that sort of little bit of extra time to be to let people Mm. find out who you are Um, but I've been booked for some ridiculous amounts of hours though you know uh, recently I got booked to do an hour and it was an hour in a pub uh, (laughs) under under a tv showing Sky Sports I don't know why I took the gig on. I think it was for finance, you know. It was yeah, a decent yeah, yeah. paying gig. And I said, yes, go on then. I'll give it a go. And an hour's a lot. I mean, 20 minutes is... 20 minutes seems to fly by if you're doing well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half an hour, more of a challenge. Yeah, it can be a little bit more work. 25 minutes is good. That's, that's yeah. not bad. Then 40 minutes, that, you know, you're pushing it there. You yeah. really are pushing 40 you know. See, I like 40 but, minutes, but it really depends on the, uh, like, I really, really, I love doing, uh, like, sort of 40 and above. I really, really love it. Again, like, you get to tell a story that way. Because, you know, like I was saying, with the 20 minutes, you get to relax into who you are and do whatever you're doing. With the 40 minutes, mm. you get to sort of create an arc and sort of yeah. build something. See, but, I'm the one line, the guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, well, obviously, again, with that, like, 40 <laughs> minutes especially if it's not going perfectly is the longest thing in the world. Um, yeah. And an hour. Oh God. Yeah. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. You often get asked to do that with, uh, with kids shows, you know, an hour. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's... But that's like, so, you know, like with one liners, sorry to sort of uh, jump back a little bit, but like with one liner acts, when you get, uh, when you get given an hour, obviously during an hour show, one of my favorite bits that I always show people with Mark Simmons uh, who is that's three obviously... times you've mentioned Mark now. I know. I'm I thought sorry. I was having a sim in the free zone. <laughs> oh no, uh, this uh, no. Uh, right, okay, fine. Uh, a man who's <laughs> tall and ginger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this Mark Simmons. He no. Th- <laughs> I, I only bring that up because he on one of his shows, and I always watch a video and show people. I'm like, oh my god, this is so funny. Have you seen the bit where he does taking ages? Oh yes. Yeah. And he does, yeah. and he goes. I don't, I don't. I don't want to give away what the bit is to the audience, uh, to the listeners. No, I know. Uh, what you, mean. You, you should go and watch the bit. It's very, very funny. But that is a long bit from a one-liner comedian with a single pun at the end. Yeah. And it's great. It's so good. Like it's such a long build-up, but it's just yeah. It's really, really good. It's on YouTube. Go and watch it. All right, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had one similar. It doesn't. It doesn't go down that well. But it's worth it's worth the punchline. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've got you know. I think. I oh, s- sorry, Paul. I've just had a bird fly fly in the house. Have you really? I was I was about to say, what was that? A bird? Yeah. Oi. And then my cat's trying to catch it now. <laughs> oh Jesus! Hey, get down, cat. <laughs> now here we are then, live in this podcast. There's a. Oh man, that's the most exciting thing to ever happen. The most happen exciting on- thing that's happened. <laughs> We've got a, a cat, my cat, Mickey, trying to catch this bird. What is that bird? It looks like a, a great tit. It's a sparrow. Oh, is it's it? It's a baby sparrow. There's a... Oh, oh. Nice. oh, no. 
Oh my word! I'm leaving all of this in. I'm going to I'm going to commentate. So uh, oh, Jason's lifted the window um, a little bit. I've lifted the window uh, now, and it's. I'm going to have to prise it out because it's trapped now. Yeah, the bird's now gone behind the. It's it's one of those windows where you lift it from the bottom. Uh, what's that called? It's got a particular it's, name. Oh, get down, cat! There you go. Get down. <laughs> and, <laughs> the, uh, well, the birds. The cat is outside now. Oh, that's gone got the complete opposite way. But the, the bird's there. I've just got to trap the bird in just so it's um, safe from the cat a minute. Yeah, yeah. So the bird is now. The bird uh, Jason, is safe. Jason lifted the window. The... Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's caged itself. There's there's a cat between the two pieces of glass. Yeah. Oh, that is. How are you going to get out? Uh, I'm going to have to get the cat out. <laughs> Let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. All oh, right. The cat's gone away now. She's not interested now. Oh, okay. The yeah. bird's still there. Forgot that it was there. Yeah. Well, the bird's I mean... still alive. I think I'm gonna to have to shout my daughter or my son to come and sort it out. Oh man, this is this is some live. This drama. is live. Yeah. This is live. live. <laughs> this, is like, like, this is like improv. Uh, that was, um... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look how well we've dealt with it. So we're just, desperate uh, taking for the situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay then. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean. So... Right. Yeah. We're, we're probably gonna to need to uh, to finish up soon anyway. It happened the other day. I did it really. Um, yeah, yeah, that's twice now in a week. Uh, I've had birds fly into the house. Yeah. I think they're nesting um, out the back there. You know what I was saying oh, about okay. the wildlife in the house? Yeah. Just been hedgehogs, frogs. Today it's birds. Yeah. This is just like a, a normal street, you know. Yeah. It's hardly woodland or anything, you know. Yeah. Bizarre, mate. Yeah. That's odd. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually... I see some bits of wildlife and stuff coming through my garden, but I've actually got like a nature reserve, sort of. Uh, it's about... 20 meters away oh uh, yeah but I, d- I don't get much come over here really you get ducks occasionally but that's about it really i got next door how about that eh? <laughs> my daughter will sort it out yeah oh that's amazing yeah uh, right what were the, we talking the infamous about? cat episode <laughs> yeah 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 oh, that'll go down in history i, I might will... even um I'll, I'll take that out that whole section we'll uh, i'll make a little video of it video drama <laughs> it's a shame i'm not recording the video really that, that would have been good Oh, are you not? No, no, it's just audio, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. That's good. Yeah. Oh, Mark right. Simmons, he did the video. No, I make a, I make a, a video with a, a, an audio snippet. Oh, I see. Right, yeah. Yeah. See, I was doing my uh, moustache, like, uh, you know, especially because oh, it's not a oh, visual sort of thing. I'm oh, terribly sorry. Well, there'll be a photo. This is my uh, Flanders. Um, <laughs> yes, it's strong. Attempts at Ned Flanders, you know. It's a strong moustache. Yeah. Oh. Oh, cat, cat gates just got even more serious. So. Oh, what's going on? Yeah, my daughter can't catch the bird. Oh, Jesus. She's in a panic, she's in a panic now. Yeah. I might have to curtail this. Uh... Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. So before we go, so obviously if, you're, if your daughter's making some uh, online content, like what, uh, do you want to plug that for, for her? I think it's, it's called Teenagers in Lockdown. Uh, oh, okay. Gulbenkian Theatre. Cool. Uh, has, has she got like what, what social media is she on for people to find that, or uh, do, can you just find that? Yeah, that? just you just Google um, Goldbankian Theatre. Goldbankian Theatre. Teenagers in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, and have you got anything to plug? I've had I've had, um, I've had thirty six gigs pulled. Jesus. Um, so I've got nothing to plug in the foreseeable future. Yeah. Oh man. I do play in a band. Oh yeah. We're called Northern Beauty. Nice. Have you got material online? We've got material online, yeah. On um, 
on YouTube and um, so so yeah, I've, I've been playing a lot of guitar as well lately. Oh, cool! You know, I've had a lot of time to play, so yeah, I've um, been playing a bit. Have you? Yeah. Oh, nice one. Yeah. I've what have you been? Uh, have you been got... mastering new things? Uh, well, sort of. Yeah, trying to trying to learn new bits and uh, little bits of this and that. I got a I got a new guitar a little while ago, so I've sort of been playing oh, that. Yeah. Anything but nice? It's well, yeah, it's alright. It's uh, it's just a Squire, but it's a Squire Starcaster. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's just it's really nicely made. It plays really well. Sounds good. So yeah, it's cool. Oh, nice one. Yeah, it's a nice guitar. It's a really nice. Uh, I've never been a fan of a like a three tone sunburst, but this one is like it's all hand painted and it looks beautiful. Right. And uh, obviously, I work in a music shop, so I got it at yeah. sort of trade price. So uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's quite cheap and it's it's fairly inexpensive anyway. But it looks beautiful and it sounds great. So right, even if it is a squire, a lot of the squire stuff is. Uh, I've had re- loads of squires. Yeah, yeah. it's really well Great made guitars. Yeah, they really are. They're well underrated. Certainly, some of the like eighties stuff as well. It's brilliant. Really good. Yeah, Properly yeah. I've just stuff. been reading about it. Um, I found a book in the loft: the history of the Stratocaster. Oh yeah. Yeah, about how to date one and all the CBS days and um yeah 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 you know the japanese when they went to japan and yeah. created the squire brand and yeah yeah it's really really interesting you know yeah but i've just I've, I've got my old piano um we moved it to a, to a more prominent place oh cool so i'm going to tune it up myself i already tuned it up once but i'm oh, going to okay. do it again tune it up myself yeah i've got you know, i've got all the tuning pegs off amazon and Oh, lovely! You just go on, go onto YouTube, don't you, for um, a note. Get all oh, the notes off YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can learn everything from YouTube. It's uh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's isn't a very it? good yeah. resource. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I tend to watch Marty Schwartz if I need to learn anything on YouTube. Oh, okay. I don't know. Do you know Marty? No. Hey, hi, I'm Marty Schwartz. Brilliant. <laughs> nice. nice. Every well, it's not a, most modern rock classics, pop classics are on there. Yeah. And if you want to know how to do anything, like Marty Schwartz will show you. Yeah, nice. Yeah, okay. so he's a good uh, good resource, like yeah. Nice, I'll look into it. Mm. Um, cool, and obviously that's where people can see your band. The uh, what's it? Sorry, the Northern. We're called Northern Beauty. Northern Beauty, yeah. And we're, yeah, we're on YouTube. Just Google us. Nice. Uh, yeah, YouTube us Northern Beauty. Yeah. Cool. And, and then I, I'm hopefully getting back gigging in. Maybe September time, do you think? End of summer? Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, we've got that gig together in uh, in, in October, so I'm really hoping that it's back to business yeah. by then because that'll be a lovely gig. Yeah. And uh, obviously there's a few other bits going on, but that's uh, that'll, be, that'll be a nice one. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, touch wood. What are your social channels? Where can people come and see you? Find me on Facebook mainly. Yeah. That's where I seem to be hitting hardest. Yeah. On the Facebook page. And uh, what's, um, what's I, the Although I have got that? Twitter and Instagram, what? El Baldinio. Yeah, and, uh, uh, my my Twitter handle is Magic Baldy. Cool. Um, just just so you can find for, me on there. Yeah. Just in case people are listening and don't look at the podcast description, because I'll put the links in the description anyway. Uh, but how how are you spelling El Baldino? Just for those that are purely listening. E L space B A L D I N I H O. Cool. Uh, El Baldino. <laughs> That's the proper pronunciation here. Do you know I did Britain's Got Talent and they couldn't? They had so much problems spelling it. Oh, really? That they they got fr- so frustrated, you know, from because the name went from researcher to producer, you know, to technical, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To social media, and they all spelt it a different way. Yeah. So they came to me and said, "Oh, can you just go as Jason?" <laughs> so that's how I ended up going on Britain's Got Talent as Jason. Oh, you know? how funny! Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
No. And I sometimes wish I hadn't given myself that name, but it's too. I'm too far into it to turn back, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Difficult. Yeah, Side D's. Right. Yeah, easy. Can't get that wrong, can you? Well, you certainly can. People do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people... What, they spell it P-S-Y? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, well, funnily enough, um, I've got the old uh, Amazon robot, and uh, I won't say her name because she'll listen, but I uh, I put my like shopping list on there, and I'll say, like... Freezer stuff for Psy, and they spell that P S Y. Ah, right. Sometimes S I H S I G H, as in. Oh. Uh, oh no. Yeah, but that's funny. But when she pronounces my actual name, and I've had this a couple of times at gigs, people pronounce it C, like the Spanish oh, for yes. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, but I get, uh, I get uh, on one particular gig, I got C Diabes, C Davies, <laughs> side side Divas, Davis. Yeah. And uh, I'm just uh, my, my my point now. My first show that I wrote uh, was entitled "Leaves with a D" because that's a phrase that I use all the time. Because uh, okay. it's "leaves with a D" both in pronunciation and spelling. You know, right. You don't look out the window, see a tree, and go, "Oh, look at those lovely ladies." Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, leaves with a D. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, yeah. But hey, hey, listen, it didn't stop Peter Serafanovich, did it? No, absolutely. He stuck with his no. name. So. He's yeah. stuck with his name, yeah. Yeah. And look where he is now. Yeah, top of his game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, before we go, I just need to take a quick photo. So uh, could you hold up your, uh, let's say, hold up the, the glass with the um, oh, with, with the iced tea. Oh, have you frozen? No. Oh, oh you, you have. Have I? <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny, actually. <laughs> In fact, I'll tell you what, I'll take that photo. Oh, that's really funny because you've got my reflection in the background and then your your frozen picture. So I'll just use that. Cool. That's good. Nice one, man. I'll use that. That'll be funny. Uh, right. Great. Well, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And, cheers, uh, man. Yeah. Hopefully we can do this in person once it's all over. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and you, you can knows? tell us all what happened with the bird. Yeah. Well, yeah. I better sort her out before my daughter goes into a meltdown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, so thanks, everyone, for listening. And, and thanks again, Jason, for coming on the show. It's been great fun. Thanks so, very much, Si. Cheers, man. So until the next time, I'll see you all later. Bye. You, you say bye now. Bye. <laughs> cheers, mate. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. So that was El Baldinho. A very fun episode indeed, I'm sure you will agree. So it turns out the bird, absolutely fine. Just got, it, it got itself out eventually and, and flew away. So there you go. So that's how that panned out. So a few plugs that I promised to make. There is Nick Steele has a crowdfunder. He runs the Bath Comedy Festival and needs to raise some money so that they can keep it running for future years because obviously this year not happening. And it's a lovely festival. They've had me on a few times and it's just a really nice place to go so go and drop that some support I, I, I probably should have found out the exact link for it but if you search nick steel crowdfunder you will find it that will come up so go and do that don't forget if you ever want some jingles or anything of the sort go to dara sounds on fiverr who made my jingle which i'm very happy with for just a ridiculously small amount of money and he's a lovely guy so Go and give him the work. Don't forget to check out Jason's daughter's sketch stuff that she's putting on at Golbenkian Theatre. Teenagers in Lockdown. So just uh, just Google that and you'll find that. And also look for Northern Beauty, which is Jason's band. 
and I'll, I'll put the links for all of those things on the podcast description anyway so you'll go and find those as ever don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast uh, that you like it and subscribe drop us some likes and reviews on itunes because that helps us to be seen and it makes all of this worthwhile because i'm not making any money out of this so if you could just go and sort of big me up that'd be amazing give the post some shares give some likes follow us on all of the social medias the likes of which i will put on the podcast description speaking of if you want to follow el baldino you can find him on twitter at magic baldy on Instagram at elbaldinho1 because apparently El Baldinho was taken so he's gone El Baldinho1 and you can follow me it's just at Tea Party Pod on everything the letter T Party Pod and if you ever want to get in touch then drop me an email on teapartypod at gmail.com and well just do that just because uh, because I'd, I'd like to hear from you I'd like to know where people are listening from if you've got any sort of suggestions for guests that I should have on I'm absolutely up for hearing, especially if you know anyone and want to hook me up with them, because that would be amazing. Otherwise, stay safe, keep washing your hands, stay alert. That's the that's the message, isn't it? Be nice to everyone. Yeah, that's the prevailing thing. Just be nice to everyone. Just do, just do that. Yeah, good. Right, cool. Thanks for listening. I love you very much. See you later. Bye.